0: Today we're talking about creating instant trust on your e-commerce site. There's also some recent training and a video to go through this important topic in the show notes. So if you pop your email address in there, we'll send that to you. So let's get started.
1: Hello, Ian. How are you? Hey, Mark. Good afternoon. I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm all right, yes. Good. Um, so today we're going to talk
0: about creating instant trust. And like you were just saying to me before, I think it's it's one of the things we've recently started to talk about a lot more as we've seen the power of it. Um, because effectively, people kind of give you like four or five seconds when they land on the website to kind of decide whether... You're in the right place,
1: don't you? They do, they do, what they do, and um, you know, I think, I mean, generally, I, like you say, I think this is something that we've, we've, as we increasingly get deeper and deeper into the weeds of e-commerce, I think it's probably really only been in the last maybe three years that we've started to see the power of trust and credibility, and and maybe it's because it's more competitive out there. Um, and it's very difficult to to really differentiate yourself because there's lots of lots of competition that's now emerging but I think I think basically trust and credibility is one of the biggest things and it starts off with the the classic little story of the busy restaurant test you know mm. do you pass the busy restaurant test and that, I, and that's something I I think, it's such a lovely story. Do you, want to, do you want to say what the busy restaurant test is, Mark? Because it was your, it was you. It was your reality. Yeah, well, it was, it was, it
0: was interesting because I was listening to another podcast the other day and then someone else mentioned it there and it's like, it's almost like people are listening
1: to our podcast. Maybe, maybe we've, we've listened, we've heard it somewhere else. True, but I don't really listen to other people's podcasts. I'm too busy. No. didn't say that. I do
0: occasionally. No. <laughs> um... So, yeah, the busy restaurant test. So, the, I think I think that was, that was a story. Basically, if you're walking down a street, if you're walking down a street in a foreign city and you're looking for a restaurant, you don't know the place. You, um, you 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 go and you go and look at the restaurants where other people are eating, particularly locals and things like that, where it's busy. You don't go into the restaurant with nobody in it, and so that that's really how people choose to buy from somebody they've never bought from before. And, um, funny story is like when, when, when Kath and I were young, you know, Kath's my wife, when we were young, we were like traveling around Thailand. We used to go into restaurants, to be the first people. And we used to fill the restaurants because we were young and young and pretty. And now when we go into restaurants, we tend to empty them out cause we're old. And it's like, it's, uh, we've kind of having the opposite effect. We're failing, so we're failing the busy restaurant test. Yeah. People, we used to pay, you could pay to us to, to kind of fill your restaurant. Now, now you can pay us, pay us to empty it. Anyway, I digress. But that's the busy restaurant test. And I think that, that kind of analogy works very well. Hang, on. Very hang well. on a
1: minute. I don't think you've explained yeah. that very well. <laughs> what else is there to explain? Well, you say... Because you're just, you say it, you just talk, talking about you and Kath and how you were yeah, pretty true. when you were younger and now, you know...
0: And now look what's happened. Yeah, yeah. faces have fallen off. Well, yeah.
1: you basically, the busy restaurant test is you're in the foreign city and you're looking for a restaurant and you see two restaurants... You see one restaurant that's got three courses full of people eating and yeah. the other restaurant's empty. And which restaurant are you going to go in? You know you're going to go yeah. in the one that's, I think I think that's what I said. It's not what I said. Well, I think I I think I may have drifted off. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, and then but then it gets it gets even a little bit deeper because if you then go up to the the head chef of the empty restaurant and you say to the head chef is your food any good and he says yeah it's amazing it's fantastic it's the best best food well we don't believe him because of course he would say that but your restaurant's empty mate so sorry i don't i don't give a damn what you say so the the this is what this is what happens a lot with e-commerce businesses we say to them you know have you got you know, why, why would I buy from you? And they say, oh, I've got fantastic customer service. You know, we really care mm. about our customers. We really go the extra mile. And then you look at the website and there's like no evidence that anyone has ever bought from you at all. And so, mm. you know, so the, the trust and credibility is something that it weaves itself in and out of your e-commerce business so, so much. But it starts off with, that do we pass the busy restaurant test and it's that positioning authority statement you know it's that initial yeah, authority positioning piece which hits often either can either hit the main anxiety you know and the job to be done and it's that it's that yeah. instant like why are you here and you know the the other mistake that people make is that they often put this on the homepage in the homepage banner for example or on the desktop site and not on the mobile site, and it's and it's and it's missing. So there was zero authority positioning pieces at all, and it's one of the easiest things to add. So I think you know, generally, it's su- it's such a simple thing to add, and we want to see it in the header, uh, just below the main nav on a mobile you know and it's that 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 strap line that positioning statement that really does 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 one thing it gives people the reassurance that they're in the right place and it gives them the confidence to invest their time here and you know without yeah. that you know it it's it you know, it puts in, it puts in doubt really why why people should invest their time here and um i i you know and i think We've said this before, and we were trying to think of a better example, but the Domino's Pizza one. Their their original strap line that they came, I think they've dropped it now. They have. It's funny, isn't it? When you get big, you mm. drop all the stuff that made you successful. Often, um, but they yeah. they said that you know, fresh hot pizza in thirty minutes, or you don't pay. So what that does is. Because mm. the, the positioning statement should ideally combine the job to be done with the anxiety uh, and the guarantee. Now mm. you you can't really do do this so much, but Domino's Pizza said fresh hot pizza, which is the job to be done, um, and within thirty minutes, which is anxiety, and then the guarantee is or well, you don't pay. I tell you what, Domino's Pizza doesn't mm. do that strap It doesn't actually add it doesn't add authority, does it? That's the only thing it doesn't do. You
0: no, know, the busy restaurant textures. It could be like, well, I'm, am I going to be the first person that wants yes. pizza? But it's it 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 gets a l- I mean, the thing is, Domino's Pizza would have different things at different parts of its journey, wouldn't it? You know, like probably to get started with pizza, you have to be the most delicious pizza and get it delivered quickly. And then as you go, you become bigger and well known. You come about ease, and then gradually they become so big that everybody knows them. That they've. I mean, in in New Zealand, they've completely got rid of. Um, Pizza Hut, they don't even exist anymore, pretty much. You know, and it used to be Pizza Hut used to be the big one. Um, And that's gone. Yeah. That's
1: gone. Um, But from an online perspective, I think, think, you know, generally, we're looking for things like, you know, trusted, 30 years, you know, 20000 orders shipped, rated, you know, five out of five, you know, on however many. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes businesses don't have, they don't have much to leverage, but they have to really think hard about what they can leverage. So I, I think. Yeah. I, think, well, I, I just I think that the big the biggest thing that I, I
0: I see a lot of the time on e-commerce sites is like they, they have a lot of assets. It, 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 they, they like say for say, let's say they're selling garden stuff, and then maybe they maybe one of their key suppliers is the um, that garden show in London. Can't what it's called? The um, what's the big garden show in London? Well, the RHS. Anyway, like, maybe. The, yeah, yeah. the RHS oh, Flower show. show or Chelsea Flower oh, Show, yeah. the Chelsea Flower Show, yeah. <clears throat> and they do that, and they sell to these people, and they do that, and it's like they've got all these assets. And if you look at that, that's kind of like maybe that's mentioned on the About Us page, and maybe it's mentioned on a, like a blog page somewhere, and maybe they've got like four sliding banners on the homepage, and maybe it's mentioned on one of those. And it's like they've got all these assets that they that they that they use, but because it hasn't some effectively, what you've got to do is you've got to sit down. And you've got to distill that message into something that is very consumable, very quickly within about thirty seconds, like or even even less, maybe five seconds. It's kind of like, yes, I understand these guys are these, and this is what I want to do. And the trouble the trouble with with, with a lot of businesses is that they they don't realise the power of that. They yeah. think that people are going to look at their website with the same depth that they're going to look at it themselves. I mean, it's my website. I'm looking at my website. I'm going to see everything. I know where everything. And as you go, well, you need to be doing more about the story. And they go, well, I think we're doing the story. And you're like, well, not where people are looking. Because if someone lands on that page, you've got four seconds. How can you actually get that, get the distillation of that story down into that person very, very quickly? And they have. So that's the skill. And, and also, you know, like those banners, everybody still has those carousel banners Like with and, and everybody knows they reduce conversion. But people like them because it, it makes them, it forces them not to have to make a decision to put what, to distill it down. Because it's difficult to distill something down into effectively what is your, your elevator pitch. Yeah. You know, what, what is it? If I was in an it's elevator thick. with a customer,
1: why would I buy from you? You've got five seconds. Yeah, you have to assume that's, that's online, you have to assume that, that people have never heard of you. You know, so the London yeah. landing on your site for the first time, they and to be honest, they don't really give a damn who you are. You know, they yeah. you know you are not precious. And you know, really you've got to stop them buying from somebody else. And online they have no reference points. You know, it's not that people have trust issues, it's just that they have no reference point. Mm. They don't know whether or not this shop is down a back street. You know, on the back of it's been taken on the back of a lorry. We're in some real dirty, grotty, you know, inner suburban industrial estate where they got no idea mm. who, you know, whether or not this is legitimate or yeah, not. Some lad in his bedroom. Yeah, or in bedroom. It's in the, yeah, somebody's bedroom. So you know yeah. they, they you have to really work hard and you have to you know and what mark was saying then about you know can they get that initial authority positioning piece within the nanoseconds um because you know imagine they've had two glasses of wine you know online they have the attention span of a of a fly who has had two glasses mm. of wine or two gin and tonics and they're on you know they're lying on the sofa on the mobile phone you know half half aware half awake half asleep like it's got to be instant that they're in the right place and that's what that Mm. initial authority positioning piece does so well so if you're looking to buy frozen fish online which you can't taste it online you can't taste the Mm. food you can't taste the fish online so you're looking for evidence of what other people say about it that's all you go off yeah and also you
0: bring to every site (laughs) a set of anxieties about whether this is going to be a successful transaction. So yesterday I was looking at um, a flooring store and, you know, this is in the UK and there's lots of flooring stores going around and you look at all the competitors and you kind of go, well, they're all selling the same flooring store, flooring and they're all doing the same thing and they're kind of saying, so so what is it? So you go and do some research into kind of what makes people anxious or what makes them happy. And you can see that, you know, the biggest questions people are asking are like um, how easy is it to lay um, when it's laid down, is it noisy? And also, what's the finish? That what's the finish like? So you kind of think, well, if I had those questions, who would I, who would I ask those questions to? And 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 who would I trust to answer those questions? So i started to think, well, if I said that um, you know this store was founded by uh, a, a flooring installer with 20 years' experience, um, and I've you know I've you know I've put floors into. Um, so-and-so's how you know like uh, business or something like that you can start to think that that might be a good person to ask those questions and so therefore you might start to think I'm in the right place for the flooring this business is going to look after me so yes yeah, so I will get a sample from them and then it's basically basically about can I trust them to get a sample that's the first that's the first step and so you've got to kind of think about like we, we did a really good podcast I, mean, obviously I, I um, humbly say it's a good podcast but there was one where we talked about bridging to the customer and it was about finding where the customer was in their mindset when they landed on the site and understanding like what what things they were worried about and what they were trying to achieve and what they were trying to do and then making yourself a person that could answer those questions or would be in the right place for those questions and sometimes it's different sometimes it is authority of bringing in some logos of people you work with or where you've seen or sometimes it's literally like like home decor I mean like look at layered lounge for example like you you land on the site and the photography is so beautiful and the things are set out so well that you know you're in the right place because you because someone has got skill to put those things together could say well there's, there's proof there that that is what I'm looking for and so you've got to contextualize where the person is when they land on the site and you've got to you've got to really bring it out to that person so like the, the you know if you're selling garden stuff and you you you, you know you're a key supplier to the chelsea
1: fly show you're going to think well these yeah. guys know what they're doing people want to see, you've brought the authority from that people want to see evidence that you've done this many 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 times um mm. you know they don't want to take any risk you know you know the feeling no. of when you land people land on your site for the first time, and this should be whether or not they land on it on the on the product page, the category, you know on the on the mobile or desktop, yeah the feeling should be, wow, look at all these people like me who've benefited from this this e-commerce store. I am so glad I found this store. Wow, I can't wait to get yeah. started on my discovery. I'm definitely going to find what I want. Like they, and that, mm. that that's why that authority positioning piece is so important. And if you know, think about the overall flow of e-commerce, like, you know, the, what Mark and I are talking about now is primarily focused on recruitment, like trust and credibility is there for really first-time customers who've, you know, not yet bought. Um, mm. And obviously, you know, you'd hope that a returning customer, you know, had a good experience on the first order and, you know, off they go. But the you know the flow goes like this people you know let's say they're on Google shopping and they're looking for um i don't know a black a black pair of formal shoes shoes for men's shoes and they they click on Google shopping they land on the product page the first of all they they do we say, well are we passing the busy restaurant test? Is there evidence am I in the right place? am I going to find what I want so you're looking for something like i don't know you know eighty years. Hundred, you know, hundred thousand, you know, orders delivered, five out of five reviews. Okay, all right, I'm in the right place. I'm going to find, you know, UK's number one formal shoe supplier, something like that. Then you've got the navigational flow to try to help them find the right products, and then you've got the whole desirability credibility piece. Then you've then people start to get anxious. Well, is it going to arrive? You know, what happens if this pair of shoes doesn't fit me? What size do we need? You know what happens if it if it doesn't arrive for my event on Saturday? What happens if I need to send it back? And you mm-hmm. then start to bring in the the, the guarantees and the, the reassurances, but that's still not enough because you whenever you make a claim about you know good customer service or you know the guarantees, you have to back it up with evidence of two things: trust and credibility. And the trust is evidence of customers. This is when you bring in your reviews, and you want your site level reviews, your whole service level reviews, really going over the over, over and above what you need, and then the credibility piece is evidence of third party credible sources that you trust, like as seen in FHM magazine or as seen in BBC Good Food, you know, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. and and you, and you you have to weave this in throughout your entire e-commerce business. You cannot just put it on the homepage in a banner or in a rotating Hmm. banner or, you know, it has to be everywhere, including your automated behavioral email, your whole welcome series, your abandonment flows. Like, and if there's one thing that your abandonment email program should do from a pre-purchase perspective, one thing, the most important thing is show evidence of trust and credibility. Like that's it. Yeah. That's the main, the main, the main piece. Obviously, and then a call to action.
0: One of the biggest people I see who makes a mistake is when they've got they've got a physical store, and it's a successful physical store, and then they have a website online, and they basically go, "Well, we sell these on on the store, so we'll be able to sell these online." And then the store is online store is basically, you know, Shopify store looks nice, but it, you know, it's okay. But when you go into a physical store, there's a lot of things that people are bringing with them when they come into the store. First of all, your store is in um, probably a high trafficked area that people go, well, I trust so and so on Mark Hammersley Street because Mark Hammersley Street is a nice street. It's looked after. There's lots of other nice streets there. They wouldn't be able to afford a, a store on that uh, and that street, unless they were doing good business and they were looking after people. You know, you go into the store, it's nicely presented, and you see the staff. And you look at the staff, and you go, Well, they, they look like they're nicely dressed people. They look like people I can talk to. They look like people like me. Um, so I can trust this store, and I can see there's other people in the store looking around, and it's quite a busy store. And
1: um, I can see but other you've people got buying so stuff. There's so many more reference points. Yeah, you've got so many you reference know, points that you've you got, get a good f- and you get a good feel. And online, you know, I think the other thing online is, you know, you can instantly go and look for hundreds of different suppliers of your pair of black shoes, or your tennis racket, or your, you know, your mm. car tires, or whatever the hell you want to buy. Your cushions, your sofa, like you, you are up against hundreds of different competitors. And which, at yeah. a click of a mouse, people can go and compare. So you've got to give people a reason to stick around.
0: Yeah, and people, I mean, there's something in built in humans that they want to buy from people who are selling lots to other people for for, for whatever reason. I'm not sure there is. And you, you've you seen those people at the shows when they do those those vegetable cutters and they say, at least these vegetable cutter can cut these vegetables one. in two seconds and you need one. And our father is one of the biggest customers for those kind of things. And... <laughs> But they have those, what they call ringers, don't they? When they finish the presentation, they, they, they have like two or three mates that come forward to buy. And as other people see those people come even forward to buy, it triggers something in human mind to actually go and buy the, go and buy the product. And it's, it, you know, if you go to any show, you, go, you are naturally attracted to the busiest store. What's happening over there? The it must be good. It. Yeah. It must be good. And it, least, it, sometimes it's sometimes yeah. it, it can work even when you're selling other people's products because like it's that it's that buzz it's that it's well, that belief you know, that something's happening if you that you want to be part if of if you
1: get the whole market square test right you know you let's say you're selling other, people, other people's products and you've got you know you've got the right product the right price you've got the right delivery you've got the right reassurance you've got the right guarantee you've got the right delivery policy you know you've got the right returns policy you know people go well well do I trust this business? You know, mm. is you know, do I feel that they are going to make, back up the claim and actually going to be able to deliver? And they're looking for evidence that you've done this before. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you've got to make it really obvious.
0: And I think once you started to understand what it might be that people trust you with, you might come up with two to three different things. And that's where you would start split testing to kind of raise those up. Because usually between those because like you've got that five seconds, and in that five seconds, you can't tell them everything. You can't say, "Oh, we worked at Chelsea Flower Show, and we worked at Kew Gardens, we You know, like you, you you might have to pick one of them as your main point. Yeah, especially on and a that's mobile, that's when you start split testing.
1: Because mm. on a mobile, you've got such a tiny and, screen. You know, you you know, you look at the USP bar. I mean, lots of businesses do have that USP bar, but again, on, on a mobile, that like scrolls and it rotates, and you know, yeah. and, and we, I, I think it's one of the first things we see. On so many e-commerce businesses that that first USP on a mobile says something like "Free delivery over fifty dollars or and you're like, yeah. that, is the, that is like they don't give a damn what your free delivery policy over mm-hmm. is over fifty dollars. they don't They don't know who the hell you are. you know like mm-hmm. how dare you even attempt to be selling you know musical instruments online? Like who are you? to dare Mm. try and sell me you know an accordion or whatever like yeah because you haven't dealt with the the, the,
0: their anxieties it's like am i going to get a crap musical instrument from this place and you can say i don't care if you're going to get it delivered to me for free because i'm not i'm not sure if you are one of those people i've been warned about you know and that that's what you've got to overcome haven't you i
1: I honestly think it's one of the most important things in e-commerce yeah I think because it it's money for well, it's distilling well.
0: it down to a story. It's distilling, distilling something down to a story that can be so it can be told very
1: very quickly. Yeah. It, it, it is it and is it is the tried and tested world of of, of commerce. You know, it's, yeah. it's, and that's what you know. That's
0: why these people spend so much money on these tie lines. You know, like what is the one in UK Tesco's? Is it every little helps or something like that? Or you know, well, they I mean, little... they do that
1: from a marketing perspective, but. But, you know, obviously Tesco is massive, you know, but I I think, you know, you are you're often if you're an e-commerce business and maybe you're doing, you know, up to 20 million, you know, your chances are there is a significant proportion. Well, the majority of your country, your market doesn't know who you are. They've never heard of you. Mm. So you look at your site and you go, well, who the hell would I buy from? Would I buy from? you know, the brands, the retailers that I've heard of or from you, who I've never heard of. And, you know, you've really got to wake up to that fact that, you know, you've got to work really hard. And that means you've got to leverage every last little drop of credibility and trust you have. So pull those reviews out, showcase those reviews, put them on the product page, put them on the emails, figure out Mm -hmm. your positioning statement. You know, because if you don't have these things in place... Well, I, I think you, it's to be honest, it's one of the easiest, quickest, quickest wins because it doesn't cost anything. It's, yeah. And this is, you know, this stuff, this trust and credibility, this busy restaurant test, this authority piece, this, you know, trust and credibility, weaved in and out, in and around your e-commerce business, works. You know, this is stuff that mm. doesn't cost you anything. We're not talking about a module that you can plug in that does a clever you know segmentation of um you know recently viewed products or or tries to bundle people who bought this also bought this that mm. this stuff that we're saying this trust and credibility is real and it works it's probably one of the most powerful Hammersley brothers things we've got up our sleeves
0: mm. and it's it's where you've got to look and it, you've got to distill it down into those kind of magic words and that those magic words will carry you very far and 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 you, you will see things change over time though. Like when you're a startup, when you're a medium-sized business, you know, as they grow, those that instant trust will change. Like like I was looking at Need Essentials wetsuits, and when they first started out, they were very much like positioning themselves as like no logo, no brand. All the money goes into the wetsuits. You don't have to pay for athletes. That kind of stuff. And it was like that's what started. And then as they got bigger, they, their message changed to be again, about quality, but it was different. And that's become a, because obviously as they become a big brand themselves. That positioning statement does change. That instant trust does change. But sometimes interesting to go and look at the competitors that have got huge and go and look at them on the Wayback Machine or Internet Archive to see how they were positioning themselves when they first started to get that disruption. Because they were disruptors at the beginning and they were disrupting something else.
1: Exactly, you know, you look at, we've said this for long, but if you know, I mean, the example you said was, God, if if we were going to come up with a perfume, like Ian and Mark Hammersley's perfume, and then try to go and compete against, Mm. you know, yeah, some of the, Armani, yeah, the big brands, and we're like, well, what? Who the hell are you to come up with a perfume? And they'd be right. They would be right, wouldn't they? Yeah. One of the things I think you you can add quite easily is, is for trust and credibility, is bringing in the, the story of the founders, and yeah you're so they can see people who see
0: who they're buying from yeah that yeah. helps yeah on the product page everywhere not, not on the home page and not the about you so know, obviously it. on the home page and about us but on the product page as well yeah
1: you'd have it yeah. you'd have it everywhere you'd have it so you know at the bottom of the product page and you use that to to you know entice them into reading more about the story and the found, founders you know this because a brand that you create you know adds reassurance doesn't it and credibility you know yeah there's an expectation of what that brand is, and and it's a personality. And bringing in the founders is the same thing. It's it's evidence of personality and it's reassurance. So and it's like it costs you nothing. Yeah, you know, doesn't it? So you know, yeah. and I think there's a really great example of a business that's that's in the US called Brook Linen. And I know I've said it a, a few times, but you know their homepage is very much around trust and credibility you know it's kind mm. of like you know don't take you know don't take our word for it look at all the customers that we've you know that, that love us over the years and they've got a fantastic amount of reviews it's brilliant you know but they've still got the founder story as well you know where yeah you know i think it's rich and i can't remember what she's kate or there's two of them and you know it's like a husband and wife or you know it it, it looks very credible and it's a nice nice personality mm. do you mm. see that as
0: well yeah yeah the other thing I was going to say is that um, credibility for us, Ian, is that you know obviously you know when we were working with the Prince of Wales before, like that didn't sound that that impressive. But now we could say we we've worked with the King of England, yes, which is which is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. So um, I expect that. Where <laughs> we I don't think he'd give us a testimonial now. He's probably a bit busy. He's probably a bit his busy.
1: priorities <laughs> changed. He's, he's no longer interested in the Hammersley brothers.
0: No, and also what we did, we used to do his website. What was it? The uh, Highgrove website, didn't we? And I don't think he's, he's, he's now not the owner of Highgrove. I think his son is now. Um, so it all changes. Yeah. That's amazing because like you spent your whole life building up that that place, building up that business and then it just changes, doesn't it? Righto. Mind you, I'm sure he's going to be interested. I'll pop in and see him next time I'm over in London.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Condolences awesome. to the Queen. Yes, condolences. Well, to the royal family, really. Because
1: yeah, she's she's probably um, that's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. Got. I watched it on the BBC. Right it was, all, uh, was all was all on on live. It was uh, massive. It's amazing how much um, ceremony and things there are and symbolism there is that you, you just don't understand. I mean, even if you're English you've got no idea of all that stuff they have to do it's it is crazy so much depth to it um fascinating really anyway Man. i digress thank you very much ian for staying up late and giving us a good podcast and uh, hopefully you've got some good points from that uh, audience and uh, we'll speak to you all soon
1: awesome thanks mark awesome thanks thanks guys